Welcome to season two of Nina Talks with your hosts Darius and Nikita, your favorite blurred podcast where we talk about music, anime, culture, and whatever else crosses our mind. Keep up with us online at www.nina-productions.com. I hope you enjoyed the show. Scott Mescody, the one, the only Kid Cudi. The Rager. Mr. Rager. Man, I really want Kid Cudi to come to Nina, bruh. Bruh. Do a TED Talk, come to Nina Talks or something, dog. If Kid Cudi ever comes here, man. We have to do a video podcast because I shed a tear. I'd die, bruh. We'd have to. I shed a tear. I'd just be hella happy. I'd be like. I would just. That shit would be so surreal, bro. We had to go get some like, like real quality weed on the wall. And, like, <laughs> imagine him being here, like that would be insane. We gotta get the get the best sativa, so we just up and having a good old time. <laughs> on me, man. What's that up, dude? That shit would be cold, bro. <laughs> Nothing, man. Chilling. It's a beautiful day here in St. Louis, man. Yeah, man. We a beautiful the, day in St. Louis. We just got the dub. You feel me? The dub, bro. Bob McCullough got that nigga out of going. here. Bro. I don't know if anybody is hip, man, but so we just we just also kind of getting hip to the politics around here. Yeah, and so there was the primary are. election that just happened recently, and uh, the state prosecutor who was over um, the Mike Brown case, yep, yep. who just kind of fumbled it. Just he didn't he didn't want to do it. Trash. Uh, <laughs> he was just like nah. And so he didn't. <laughs> nah. And he's been doing this job since 1991, <laughs> dog. Like, so. But anyways, um, oh man, I forgot um, who's the new prosecutor's name. Um, something Bell. I'm gonna look it up. We'll put. I'll, I'll say we'll it. We'll put later. it in the notes. Apologies. Uh, but it's a black dude. It's a black dude. <laughs> we do know that much. He uh, he was a judge, um, and now he's a state prosecutor. So shout out St. Louis for that. That's good news, yep, man. Yep. We're making progress. Even though America's still on some shit. Uh, <laughs> the little wins, man. It's the little wins. The little wins make big wins. Hey, bro. And that's, that's the dope part, bro. Like, niggas keep hustling, bro. Like, even with all the bullshit going also, on. Also, pause. Dude's name is Wesley Bell. Wesley Just Bell. To throw that in there. Ding. Ding. <laughs> I you. <laughs> but nah, yeah. It's the little wins. It's the little things that just build momentum. Yeah. Let you do more. You know what I mean? Yeah, dog. Um,. Even with um, the motherfucking I Promise School that we were just reading about, dog. Yeah. Like, the- dog, this nigga Bill O'Reilly wildin', bro. Like, <laughs> why must you always just be such an angry, shriveled up Yeah, white man, Bill O'Reilly, like, like, sent the tweet out there. The kid is it for the clout or is it just because, <laughs> like, you ain't got no bread, so you just got to talk shit all the time? Like, And they be throwing around key words. Like, I'm, like, he tweeted something like, you know, instead of building a school, LeBron, you could have gave some money to people to Chicago in Chicago. and fought the gun violence. Like, nigga. What the fuck LeBron doing in Chicago? What? Nigga. He built a, a school in his hometown. What he got to do? He ain't play for the Bulls. Like if that's not like if that's not the most like American dream, bruh, to build a school. That nigga and went yo, out, got the ring, came home. Every white man should be applauded. Got a ring, and then was like, "All right, bruh, on some Thanos shit, I'm about to snap my fingers and make this school real quick." Ooh. 
Look at that, bro. Progress. Like, a step. A tiny step. And you fucking who? Are you? Bill O'Reilly step. out here like motherfucking like, yeah. low key or something, just mad for no reason. I don't even know. Low key more gangster than him. People just hating, but niggas winning, bro. Niggas is winning, bro. My nigga LeBron went out here and said, "Fuck it, bro. I'm gonna make some shit happen." Right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm even gonna I'm even gonna talk about the I Promise School since we on there. Yeah. It's like um, so what we've kind of read so far is um. The I Promise School is like a partnership between LeBron and his foundation right. and Akron, Ohio's public school system. And what they're basically doing is they have uh, slots open for 250 at-risk youth in third grade. Um, and the school's offering um, not only like a, a, an accelerated, like it's like, I'm pretty sure like the school year is extended. They get like extra like yeah, care have, like, to bring the them back up to the level and, like, since transport they have and, and stuff. extra yeah. stuff. Yeah, because their kids were behind. But they're also like throwing in like, they're throwing in like Job the ability for like and, parents to pick up jobs and yeah, like they're like it's like a community a boost. Like, yeah. like it's not just like, like it's for the kids, but then it's also for the parents. Yeah. So like nah, like you haven't like cause ultimately you have to kind of have incentive to like take your school to kid. Yeah. Your, your kid to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or else like it's it's kind of another chore. It's another when chore. When you hustling. You know what yeah. I mean? But now if like the school not only and that's what i mean that's what a lot of that's what good schools are are that they're like community centers yeah. like my schools school, churches like they're I supposed went to, to be a private school in dc but it, and it was like a community center where all these yeah. rich ass dc parents got together and decided shit like it's it's where they made yeah. shit happen you know it's where they pull especially resources. private schools bro i'm hip. yeah like you know oh shit you you gotta work so your son can't get to soccer practice oh i got you or my nanny got you yeah um whatever like you just you know communities flow better around school yeah and so like a lot of schools are kind of made in mind just as like places to hold kids for like eight hours a day yeah so that they don't like stab each other and sell crack instead of like places to actually like yeah better a community grow a community like make kids smarter yeah they don't do i mean that whole thing educate i don't know that's what that's freestyling here guys yeah that's, i feel <laughs> like that's definitely like one of the the results of like um just cities um yeah. and towns and neighborhoods like building schools and separating like black and white people and at first you know it was just straight segregation but you know after that became illegal then it's like nah we gonna like border off these like school malicious. districts and we gonna make it so that way schools only getting funded by the areas in yeah. their district and we gonna draw the district so that way all the hoods go to one school <laughs> And all the, you know, country clubs get to go to, you know, basically insert like, you know, Saint or Martyr, you know, whatever county, (laughs) you know. Yeah, man, it's wild. But shout out props to LeBron, man. Like, yeah, he's doing his thing, bro. Niggas, niggas, and it's dope also. He's also producing an HBO series apparently too called Shut Up and Dribble. Yeah. No, I read read about that. Yeah, dog. Um, I think it's super dope how like we're really at a period now where like, there's a lot of televised like success and major moves by black people. Man. Oh like, yeah, that shit hella sure. inspiring, bro. Like for sure. Even little things, like even like in like the most like kind of nigga way, like the fact that Twenty One Savage out here like being like, nah, I invest my money, blood. Like, bro, like, that's like common. Like that's crazy. Cause, niggas like, talking about niggas that shit in music to 21 now, Savage, bro. bro. Like niggas talking about like you know I'm buying houses and like all this shit in music yeah. now. Like niggas rapping about their property and shit. Yeah. That's gangsta shit, bro. Yeah, man. Financial freedom, my only hope. 
Yeah, it just makes people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fo fo fo. Yeah, dog. It's that good day. It's a good ass day, man. It's a good morning. <laughs> sure is, bro. Bake like a cake. <laughs> I've been uh I've been reading this um Nelson Mandela book. Ooh. Yes. Is, is that the is that the one I had that's like is that like the list of his letters or is that no, like an autobiography? So this is a uh, this is a biography. Okay. So it's not one written by him, but it's just kinda mm. like chronicling um just how he started out um in one of his like tribes in Africa. Yeah. And then kinda made his way through being a lawyer, but also during that time like Africa was apartheid. Apartheid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, just it was. It, it really just like recount how like in during apartheid, like the government just straight up was like stopping people from like black people just when they wanted to do things couldn't do things. Yeah, they were just like nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's you're black. Yeah, you're black. <laughs> like literally, li- people literally <laughs> were <meat>. like nah, <laughs> dog. Like you can't do this because you're black, man. Like yeah, and. For that to even like have reformed and reshaped itself in so many different parts of the world, including America, mm-hmm. man, like racism is global, man. Yeah, it's hella global. <laughs> I mean, people forget that, like, especially with Africa, we love to like shit on England and ha ha, but like, nah, bro, nah. it was all of Europe, all of it, like Germany, all them fucking. Slavic countries and shit. Everybody was getting a piece of the pie at the time, bro. Yeah. You know, England got a good chunk of it, and like France, yeah. Yeah. But like everybody was in it. Everybody you know? was. Everybody was like, oh, this is just cool to do this. It's just, oh, we with it. As long as they look like that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you look around. You know, I'm pretty. All, all the all the countries look around their neighbors like. So y'all know this kind of wild, but like I ain't gonna say nothing if you don't say nothing. Hey, but y'all dead ass just took that country, bro. <laughs> but sure, uh, I mean, I mean, if, if if everybody doing it, yeah, it'd be kind of weird not to, right? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we, we just take like one like small country and cool it over here. And and, and it's, it's crazy because it's like things that like it, ma- it makes you look at the world different because things that like you walking around the day you like shit like that doesn't make sense. And you reading in the book. <laughs> Well, people doing shit that just don't make sense. Like, <laughs> like there was literally shit. I mean, that's what's happening now, though, right? Like, we look around now, and there's so much wild shit that's happening that just don't make no fucking sense. Like, but Amazon, like, the way Amazon is treating people, like, it's crazy. We talk about it on Twitter, but, dog, that shit is really happening. And like, Amazon, a whole superpower, and, bro. And niggas is on Prime right after reading that shit, yeah. bro. Like, in the weirdest of ways. Like, it don't even phase you, right? Like, yeah. You, it's crazy, and in in like fifty years, our kids gonna be reading about the you wild know the second wave of like was... the wage crisis. Like, can we read about like what was happening in like the twenties and shit with like yeah. child labor laws with like you know, thirteen year olds in the factory for hours? You know, kind of crazy. But shit. somebody gonna be reading like you mean to tell me that they was writing about a twenty percent difference in pay between men and women for fifteen <laughs> years before they fixed that shit, bro? Like niggas gonna be looking at us like we were dumb. Like, they're going to be looking at history books like, y'all were tweaking. <laughs> y'all just created the internet and put no measures in check to stop another country from fucking with y'all? <laughs> like, what? Like, y'all that's j- called playing with fire, though. Bruh. I mean, that's the crazy thing about right now is technology is really just outpacing the government. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it happened before, right? I mean, that's, like, what happened with the first industrial revolution. Like, yeah. when we started getting, like, 
trains and like you know yeah. steam engines and all these different like you know they're old business, timey tech now but like back shifted. then they were things that transported made factories like when all that shit People happened there was money. a boom and niggas got rich well, as fuck. not niggas <laughs> <laughs> the white man <laughs> got rich as fuck rapidly before the government was able to be like oh wait like like all those like monopoly yeah man um and like what is it called like antitrust laws and all that stuff like all that Banana stuff came about Republic. after niggas made millions like yeah that stuff was reactionary which then translated into yeah, yeah that was all reactionary politics that wasn't like oh we had these measures in place and yep no it was like oh fuck that nigga just made 10 mil overnight like overnight and it's his because you <laughs> know honestly there were no laws take it from him and so it's just his and he so got grandkids we, now that's fucking shipping their laundry to get dry cleaned in paris <laughs> like because why they, not because they can <laughs> hella crazy and like you said shakita banana bro that nigga just basically took over a country <laughs> for your and banana like, like, he company just had bro, enough like, bread to t- so if you're not familiar, I'm a, I'm a butcher this story, but this I'll do high my best. history, bro. I'll do my best version of high <laughs> history to tell the story. So Chiquita Bananas was like this banana company, and this was in like the what, like this was like the 20s or shit. Some shit. I'm like, not chronological. Early American literally. history, like, um, let's say like the 20s, but someone's gonna fact check me later. I swear, but fact check that nigga. <laughs> but basically, this dude, he has a bunch of fucking money, and. Uh, he, he starts this banana company. You know, they get these bananas, they import them from, I don't know, a Latin American country. And dude is like, for show. Well, 1899. 1899. I was about 30. I was like 20 years off. It's not bad. Um, and basically, this dude is like, hmm, I bet you I can like, install, like start a coup, install a government that supports my banana company and just make a fuck ton of money. And that's what he went and did. And yeah, if you bro. want a better telling of that story, just go Wikipedia that shit. I'm sorry. Um, but my nigga was like, <laughs> I need money. I got gang with me. But the moral of the story is <laughs> they fucked up a Latin American country, got a bunch of bread off it, and no one really did anything. And we still eating bananas. And we still bro. eating the bananas, bro. Like, niggas ain't shit. <laughs> and we know everything he did, and, and there's still a story today. Like, because it's wild. Need, see? Yeah, bro. It's wild. Shit <laughs> don't make no sense. Like what, <laughs> man? Like it'd be you know it'd be them like it's weird how many kind of like the only way I could put it is like kind of like business parallels of like kind of like R. Kelly and Chris Brown where it's like we know it sucks but it happened and People it's just still like still around just and we can't it. really shake it like you know like yeah. your aunties just can't not play step in the name of love no matter how bad he. You know, no matter how many girls are in that mansion locked away, like. And as much as we talk about it, you just kind of gotta like. You just as you're around it, you just kind of burn a little bit inside. Yeah. It's just kind of like, damn. <laughs> what is life? But like, the government is just the same way. You just like you see all these shit stories, and you're just yeah. like, damn, I can't like, I know this is trash, but like, to some degree, I kind of have to support these things because of how essential the system has made it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that, hella crazy. It's just kind of built to. But you kind of just it just keeps you moving quickly forward yeah. so you don't even have time to think about the shit that's no behind it's you. so convenient like yeah you don't have to worry about it. like that's the crazy thing about the internet man is it makes then it makes you think things that aren't automated and that if you thought about couldn't be automated 
makes you think they're automated. Yeah. For some reason, you're like, oh, it, this doesn't fucking matter. Like, and that's why people do weird and wild shit on the internet in places they that people can they, see yeah. because for whatever reason they think no they one separated can see from. People. Yeah, they're like, no, this isn't real life. This isn't no one staring back. This is the internet. Yeah, some fucking bot in China is responding, replying to this, ha ha ha, like whatever. Or I'll never meet or yeah, see that person. Yeah, or like whoever's yeah. seeing this data is probably just some little thing that's looking for keywords or some shit. Yeah, but they don't realize like, nah, man, like that's a real person. Like, it's not, it's it's not a machine that like I don't know boxes your order or something or delivers yeah. it. It's like it's a person, a person employed by this company who has to like. Who's supposed to be making a living wage and that's getting like decent to conditions? But that, like, yeah, that is the that's, that's the crazy thing of, like, about a lot of behind legal finessery. Yeah, they aren't like a lot of tech <laughs> companies just like figured that out. They just found a loophole and yeah. exploited the fuck out of it. Yeah, and then the government or loves money, so like, they don't care. It's like when when you're talking about like tech and like making things and creating and innovating like that's doing something that hasn't been done so there's usually no laws around there's it. no laws around it it's like just, laws don't, like no there's no laws about like self-driving cars right there most, will be laws about self-driving cars in like soon. 30 years probably not even 30 probably in like three or four maybe they're already driving them shits <laughs> people some people getting hit <laughs> so like they'll, they'll be like but People do shit before the laws happen. Like people always talk about laws. Yeah. I'm like the shit that get done got done. Most laws are reactionary at this point. Yeah. We don't have a lot of like forward. We can't. We like we've shown that we can't be forward thinking. We we show we've actually shown that we can hardly be reactionary at this point. With a lot of the stuff that's like happening in society and like, and it's widespread, not isolated incidents. Like these are yeah. reoccurring things occurring like in our communities. Like that we can look around and fucking see. And like the government is not to our knowledge really doing anything about it. Yeah. Like we're not even being reactionary in a lot of instances, which is kind of wild. Where it's like you can look at times in history when like the government was like when shit happened and the government was very quickly like, nah, we gotta like figure that. I don't like, like this. We I don't like that. Like yeah, like we don't like I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't you know what I mean? Like I haven't yeah. like really heard a lot of like good shit happening. Re someone could correct me. I'm sure there is, but like. A lot to, of the to issues, niggas, nothing that's happening is really mattering. Yeah, like I have, I haven't seen anything happen recently. Even like, oh yes, like I feel like we on the way. We got one, like, <laughs> like we're making it, like we're balling. Yeah, and then politics is just wild because it's crazy. It's the people in politics are the people who are kind of like hip to the game. Yeah, they know but what they're doing. When you're hip to the game and you playing like. If you live in a life with like a shit ton of people and you find yourself in like a position of power to like manipulate the game, it takes like, human nature pretty much just off rip says you're just gonna do it. Like and just the way you're basically programmed is kind of just gonna be like, ah, just do that shit, bro. And, or yeah, and you're just gonna move in your self interest, bro. And like, you know, there's some people gonna take that L, bro. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of I like, <laughs> I mean, none. That's like the crazy thing, right? It's like when you look at like, when I look at anyone who has like a lot of wealth, I just know to some degree that they're like a pretty high level savage, because like, people like if the the more money you accumulate, the more people you probably have to like push either away. nudge away or shyst over yeah. to move in your best interest. You know yeah. what I mean? So like when I see someone walk around their net worth is like a hundred mils. Because more people like come that. to you when you have more money. Yeah, like crazy, like you know, like your lifestyle just changes. Like yeah. I think about the fact that there's a multi-million dollar lifestyle out there 
that niggas are living that I have no Clue no concept like. of. Like there are niggas who just wake up, butler on deck, crazy shit like that, servants in the house, whatever. Like yeah. crazy, like that is a life somebody lives somewhere in the Hamptons or some shit. I mean, even or just in even I feel like just going to like school where we went to school. Like me growing up, like I met people who have money. Oh hell yeah! And so like. Even just like moving around and knowing being like, in their house for a sleepover was just like what the fuck. Yeah. Even just like n- having a routine that isn't necessarily like dictated on like having limited resources. Yeah. Like a lot. Of if my you want to do just, something spontaneously, you just do it. A lot no of my friends just kind of did whatever the fuck they wanted. Like, yeah. oh man, I really wanted to go like boating, so like I asked my dad, and we like took a day off and went down to the river like, oh, yeah fuck? Like, my first time fishing was, was with some friends bro not family and shit like it was with some friends i went to school with <laughs> my first time fishing was like on a beach in trinidad like <laughs> that's funny <laughs> <laughs> with like a line hook <laughs> <laughs> niggas in new orleans were, uh they just be in the canal with fishing poles bro i'm like what the fuck are y'all catching in these i'm like ain't these the sewage runoffs bro Gotta get it how you live. I'm I like, guess, I don't know man. how. I, 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 I was young, so makes I, the fish bigger. I don't know how city infrastructure works, but <laughs> this little stream is under a lot of commercial buildings. I have a, I have a nose, <laughs> and it doesn't smell good here, which makes me think the food may not be good. Bruh, <laughs> you will, you will stay seeing people it, if it's during the day and you drive past somewhere with water. Niggas they just be gonna be fun, niggas though. just fishing, bro. I'm like, you next, you next to traffic, bro. <laughs> Why are you why are you fishing like literally On like the freeway. fifty feet from traffic, bro? Like, <laughs> nigga might just swerve off and ruin you, bro. Like, dog, if somebody swerved out the way, like you lucky there's literally just a median, like. <laughs> Niggas risk it all, bro. You know how to be kind of funny is how like low key a lot of like Caribbean culture and like Southern culture is similar. Yeah. Like that was one of my Niggas like. Niggas be swimming, bro. Niggas be swimming, bro. <laughs> Facts. Niggas will love water. I think if there was ever like in Atlantis, it would be like hella black people. Uh, <laughs> maybe not the black Americans. Well, I see. I see. Here's the thing, though. I feel like. <clears throat> That was it'd be people of color. That I was feel. by design, though. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Like, they niggas made not niggas. White people made sure that niggas couldn't swim. Like that was like, a, like, and that's the weirdest shit about racism, right? Like, isn't that such a weird thing to like decide to do yeah. to a population? So, <laughs> like, I think I think a lot of it like, too at is some like point, white people collectively were like, nah, we gotta stop letting them niggas swim. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of it too is just like, so I, I don't remember what the fuck I was reading. I think it was like an article or some shit. Um... But they were also, they, they was talking about a lot of the laws actually separating like white pools from black pools just basically meant that since there was segregation, black people just didn't have pools to go to for for real. <laughs> because pools take money. They wasn't building a black pool. And so pool. they weren't the building pool, black community pools. Pool. And so just black people just pool. did not have, yeah. like, swimming wasn't an activity that black children had the option for. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing too is it's just like, um... I feel like a lot of it is when people just kind of like move purely selflessly where you're like, okay, like I don't, I don't even understand. I don't understand you. And so I'm going to separate you over there, but y'all already got all the money. Yeah. And so like, it's not like it, it wasn't like a passive thing. It was real active, but it's just like guys did these like these real passive like, side effects. Things, like, but yeah. it's like, nah, dog, that's kind of fucked up. Basically, <laughs> that's that liberal racism, man. Hey, but you know what? 
Shout out to my nigga Akon though, bro. Hey, <laughs> on a positive note, Akon is out here building Wakanda out here, bro. And I swear, my boy said he is building a tech micro city built on his own cryptocurrency. Built on his own what? cryptocurrency, bro. Sure Akon ain't just singing no grid. more, bro. What? You wish your favorite, <laughs> Keys. What you gonna do when you make money, bro? Shit, that's a good question. I've been thinking <laughs> about that actually, man. Like, it's a real. I don't know, man. I think so. For me, I think I would want to make a big push in the Caribbean. I think that's like mm-hmm. for me personally. I think that's like a uh, an, an economy and like a society that like could really just use more like guidance. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if y'all pay attention to a lot of stuff Rihanna's doing, like her scholarships and stuff. But like I would love to do stuff like that, but also just like building infrastructure. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of like third world countries in general, just like don't have any infrastructure yeah. and it's like it's one thing to be in like maybe like a city or a town that doesn't have a lot of infrastructure but then like it's another thing to be in like a country <laughs> yeah. that doesn't have a lot of infrastructure that has like shady things happening in its government and military yeah. and like no accountability you're not really sure what the military is like around for you're like who are we fighting it looks like we're fighting each other like weird shit like that like um not to necessarily say that that is a condition that Trinidad is in, but it's the case for a lot of countries financially like Trinidad. Yeah. Um, but I think just like a very like guiding hand, I think like once I have some like wealth and status, like being able to go and like make some moves in those countries as far as like, even just like little things like probably like education or something yeah. like that, just like really helping to change maybe one very specific like infrastructure piece like that kind of what i want to dedicate a lot of like my like i guess what's the word um energy yeah well no i was was gonna say philanthropic Ooh, Ooh. (laughs) a lot of my philanthropic efforts towards um what about soros master Mm -hmm, google that (laughs) man um my shit would be like i just want to invest in like community development yeah like i do i'm kind of on this like not really like a a bootstrap mentality because i feel like that's kind of like you know the american way like Mm -hmm. you got to do it yourself but i also am kind of at this point where i feel like we just need to really invest in people becoming smarter yeah i mean i don't know how to move in their own like i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think people i think if you create a side i think there's nothing wrong with saying that like you aim to like give people the tools to help yeah. themselves. I think that's like, and I probably like I'd part probably of being like, alive and being an adult. Is yeah, too, that you can like help yourself. Like you can't always be dependent on someone. Yeah. So to some degree, you need to have tools to do certain things. Yeah, I really just I, I hope that like hopefully one day like some type of like formula system or plan can be found out where it's like yeah. okay like. If we have this many resources and go into a community at this size, this impact we can have, like, mm-hmm. and like, but like Akon, you know, like, realistically, I feel like to kind of just like keep moving, it, you can't be like a charity case. Nah. And so you really have to find a way to make like whatever you're doing, like, truly just kind of renewable on its own. Yeah. You can't really depend on like nobody else, which is where that like kind of bootstrap comes from. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know, just kind of like hoping to. <laughs> build up communities while we wait 
on the different fronts of people trying right. to like get the government to actually give a shit, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> basically. And I mean I think that's very true. Like I mean like it's the old like feed a man a fish thing, right? Yeah. Like you know, people if they know how to rely on themselves to some degree, you can do a lot more than if they're dependent. Because if you put your, if everyone puts their power in one person, that just exponentially increases the chances of corruption. Yeah. Versus if you create a system where everyone can operate in their own self interest without guru. hurting the people. <laughs> put everyone in a system where they can operate to their own self interest without hurting the person next to them. Yeah, that's and really. And all it. of a sudden, society is a much better place. If I can feed my family and afford my leisure time. And yeah, go to a doctor when yeah. I'm sick and it doesn't bankrupt me. I'm fine, and I'm probably statistically less likely to harm someone just off rip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just off rip, I'm probably not gonna go out and rob someone. Yeah, unless not. I'm a truly bad apple, and that'll happen. But and that'll happen. You know, that's and then what the, that's what we start trying to fix. The that's what the police actually are supposed to be for: police and justice. The people system, that like, actually just like to commit crimes versus <laughs> the ones that are hungry and shit. Like that, we decide should commit crimes. <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there who just wake up and be like, "Shit, I am bored." Think I'm about to go rob a nigga like the what? Throat or something. Like, <laughs> like, you know, it's been like two, three weeks since I done killed me a nigga. <laughs> You, sir, should be in handcuffs. <laughs> Go away. This is a hella interesting conversation. <laughs> we, took a, we took a ride. So thank you to our <laughs> listeners because, wow, this was this was a talk. This was Nina Talks. Nina Talks, bro. You want to go get talks. a smoke break? Let's take a little smoke break. <laughs> we'll be back. That was fun. This season during our smoke breaks, we'll be giving out shout outs boosting small businesses and upcoming artists. If you're a business owner or artist and you'd like your brand featured in an episode of Nina Talks, contact us via email at ninaproductionsstl at gmail.com. Thanks. don't watch game of thrones start now you'll be able to catch up before the finale season starts man there's so much game of thrones they're like an hour each but once but once you start you won't want to stop bro just get and i'll that. just be like a little bit older at the end of it just and like all the more wiser that's real though man like you will learn so many you i'm telling you darius like you you all about that like oh survival like gotta be self-interested and tactical <laughs> shit that's all game of thrones bro like that is literally it's the, a big ass game it's the game yeah. of thrones like niggas is playing this shit like once you get into all the plots and schemes you're gonna fuck with it bro yeah. i'm telling you bro nah the first you book just, was hard you just I, gotta watch like the just watch like the first i would say i'll keep it 100 with you i watch like the first two seasons yeah like after the first season You'll want to keep watching, but yeah, you but might not be the like the second season will grab you. But the second season is what'll make you be like, "Oh nah, this shit is 
bussing. Like, I okay. need to see what the fuck happened in this motherfucker. Because that's when, like, it really, like, the best way to explain it is, like, Game of Thrones is what happens. It's watching, like, a house of cards get built up. And then, like, it just starts with, like, one little thing getting pulled down. Yeah. And then just progressively seeing, like, new players come, new players go. New players come, new players yeah. go. And just, like, seeing all those character dynamics and all that shit happen all at once. And, like, all that shit, all the character development. Because Game of Thrones is a show where, like, it's well written. For yeah. the most part. This last season, they slacked on the writing. But, like, characters come in with, like, solid motivations and for the most part, stick to them. Like, yeah. they'll do the things that are in what their best, their best interests are. And so, like, it doesn't matter if, like, he promised or he took an oath or whatever the fuck. If he needs to kill this person right now, he's probably going to do it. And yeah. it doesn't matter if that's your favorite character or not. <laughs> like, it's, it's just going to happen. Like, probably going to be someone dead. might save him, maybe. But, like, you know, if they're in some inescapable odds... They're probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real shit. That real shit. <laughs> but to segue into our next conversation, Game of Thrones is also about love and relationships. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What a great segue. Uh, we figured. <laughs> oh, shit, dog. I'm hella high. Um, we figured do... that our next topic would be on relationships. And yeah. we, we just kind of like. I don't know, dog. Just rap on what we kind of learned and shit, man. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'll be I'll be open in this episode. You know, I'll say that, like, I've been in, like, quite a few relationships. Yeah. You know? And me, um, not too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few. Um, and so, I think, like, for me, there was definitely, like, a lot of learning that went into that. And, like, yeah. I know for me, like, I was somebody that, like, grew up without a lot of, like, guidance in that realm. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't really have anyone telling me like that's what you're doing any, yeah like how to be like emotionally available yeah and, like <laughs> emotionally intelligent and all those like buzzwords like no one was teaching me that shit i was just kind of like seeing what my cousins was doing my cousins was dogging hoes okay i'm trying to dog hoes like <laughs> that's what i thought was cool but like i'm also not really that type of nigga like, yeah. like and so like there's just like a lot of shit that like comes with like trying to figure that shit out especially as like a black dude and like kind of one of the bigger things against black dudes in general is just like being like hypersexualized or whatever yeah and like i went to like a mostly white school so it's like a lot of white girls like i'm the black dude like yeah i'm going through history books and like that don't seem all right but like it's also like like a fetish or whatever there. it's like there's just a lot of weird energy that come with it in my opinion yeah. at least for me growing up there's a lot of weird energy that came with it and yeah. so like you know that was a lot to grow and learn like by myself um and just with that and like relationships in general yeah so, like, dog that's I, had, I learned through a lot of trial and error yeah and, like no by no means am i condoning that that's an awful way to learn because rule number one is like relationship means like you're with two people so like anything you do has like repercussions to your partner so like everything you do has to be like thoughtful and like, yeah you can't just like everyone everyone makes mistakes and everyone is human but like also you can't you can't ever approach you cannot approach a relationship as an opportunity to learn yeah that is not that yeah. is like not the wave that is like rule numero uno it, like yeah because that's another person bro you have no idea how this shit gonna affect her bro like people tweak out and die over this shit bro you know what i mean like yeah that's someone else's mental health like you can't fuck with that yeah like, you just like off rip just as another person you can't fuck with that like so like that's the first lesson i, I didn't have to learn that the experience <laughs> I'll say that straight up. 
but like that's that's you can't do that like, yeah nah I feel like a lot of the one of the biggest things I kind of had to like work on personally was also even like I feel like it, it kind of ties into the last episode where we talked about like communication in the workplace yeah just, like effectively like communicating your like thoughts and intents to like another yeah, human really being. just like yeah really I think one of the biggest lessons that I really had to learn with relationships was that you guys for this relationship to really work you guys have to um, know each other's like intentions yeah and also like be cool with supporting each other's intentions mm-hmm. like your goal like if you know what <clears throat> your significant other is trying to do in life and who they're trying to be like whoever it is whether you know them for I don't know if I, for, I feel like feel for a little bit or you're even thinking about like long term um relationships you really just gotta um shit I'm <laughs> <laughs> you really just gotta I, I can finish your thought. I can finish your thought though I dig what you're saying like you really just gotta like understand each other and like know that like whatever I'm doing is in my best interest because it's in your best interest. Like, yeah. You know, like yeah. me helping you achieve your goals also helps me achieve my goals. And, yeah. Like, we're both in this thing together and like I'm doing everything I can do to be the best me for me and for you. And you're doing the everything, yeah. doing everything you can to do be the best you. Yeah. For you I, and for me. I think that's like one of the levels of like happiness and like satisfaction in the relationship isn't just necessarily like making your significant other like have a good time or go on a good date. Right. But those like making sure she's like a better person. He or she or yeah. they are a better person. You like if you have like a if you have like a plan for where you're trying to go in life, like mm-hmm. making sure they kinda tossed in that mix. Yeah. They are tossed. Like they should be yeah, integral they should to be the like, mix. Yeah, like if, if <laughs> you know, if you wanna be like a Grammy Award winning rapper. Yeah. When you imagine your life, your wife better be with you at the Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like you know? since like I think since like having your significant other um firmly cemented in like your vision of the future, like I think it's also crucial before people like try to commit themselves a hundred percent to a relationship that intent like while they're doing that you also work on yourself because you gotta kinda yeah. know what you wanna do. Like, exactly. I feel like um, a lot of times for me, it was like, you hop in a relationship because like you got a lot of feelings, but you don't really know what anything is or anything yeah. is. And like, while, I, while you're kind of in that mode, until you start to realize that like, nah, I have to like plan out my relationship. Like, yeah, like I have to plan out how we're going to work together for however long we're going to be together. Right. And if we don't sit down and plan out how we're going to work out, then we're just letting life throw whatever bullshit it can at Right. Us. And then, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, especially for, like, younger people, too. Like, when you're in, like, college and shit and you get in a relationship forever, kind of seems like until we graduate. Yeah. Because <laughs> y'all literally don't know what life is like. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much shit that, like, you know, some people do. I'm not going to say not everyone, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. I think most people, like, learn a lot after they graduate college or you know, make any kind of major, like, life transition, like, if you're not done growing, when you take a significant growth and your personality changes and develops, like, that means a whole different thing when it's changing and developing with someone else there. You know what I mean? Because... You gotta keep checking in and making sure that, like, hey, are we straight? I think I'm... I I think I like doing this now. I think I want to do this now. Like, I think I'm trying to do this. Like, you know, 
How we looking? Are we yeah. cool? We not like we good? We straight? And sometimes it's like okay, we going in different directions. Like, that, that, but that's all right. Don't force it because yeah. like you know because that's life, and that's again <laughs> that's like part of like you know forever, right? Like yeah. if you gonna be like that's just this just math at this point. If you gonna be with somebody forever and you're cool with that, that means you are gonna be at some point have to just be cool with her or him or they doing their own thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, they like. Statistically, y'all cannot just be parallel forever. Y'all are gonna have to diverge at some point and yeah. come back together. Like that's just how shit works. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you have to be cool with that and you have to be comfortable with that. Like yeah. Because people look real different every ten years, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, Talk different. Think do about a different who thing. you were when you were like fourteen, and imagine like if you were dating someone at the time, like. How different you would be if you were with them for a ten-year relationship. Yeah, as young as we are, like I mean, niggas think they like I, I know what I want to do. Yeah, like, like when I don't I'm thirty-four, I don't know where I'm gonna be. When I'm thirty-four, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I'm know where I actually so, will be. But Trump's I know the it's fucking president. So different from <laughs> where I, I know. Like all I know, I don't know what if I could be anywhere yeah. in ten years. But all I know is it's gonna be severely different from where I am right now. Yeah. For one reason or the other, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and there's no guarantee, which like life is fucking crazy. Yeah. But like, that is crazy, and so you have to like think about that when you're saying like, all right, like, I'm really trying to lock in with somebody. Like, yeah. It can't just be like, oh, I feel kind of alone and just like need some company. Like, like you want to be in a relationship forever? Yeah, sure. Like, and I feel like especially like, I don't know. I think. Kid, people in this generation um i know me personally like we focus a lot on just making sure that kind of we enjoy our lives where i feel like um the generation before us was more so about like putting on a certain li- or having a certain life you know yeah, like the american like a, dream oh. like a lot of people are kind of like middle finger to the american dream now yeah they and, were very a lot of a lot of our parents were sold on like the picket this and a dog like yeah you know. Man, and so wife, you do a lot kids. of things to make that happen. Your kids go to college, they become doctors or lawyers, whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know? yeah, we're very much in the age where we're kind of like mm, prioritize I our like. I don't think health. my life gotta look like that. I'm trying to be good before I, I really do that. <laughs> I mean, because I feel like in a lot of cases, you're also watching a lot of like older people who are just kind of now struggling because they've achieved that and they're kind of like, yeah. okay, what next? And so I now we kind of have the ability to be like, okay, let's think one step past them like, and be like, right. what actually would make us happy that, <laughs> you know, if I was 60 and like, right, you know, like still with the, the same fuck, person, like, what, what do make, I need to have done in my life that I'm not bitter and old? Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to be too That's bitter. the end game. It's <laughs> like, how do I hit 60 and just be like, cool, that was dope. Let me sit back and coast because. I made the right moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I was happy while I was making them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. See, I think a lot of people, a lot, I think a lot of people in the generation before us thought like that. It was like, I don't care if I have to work the most bullshit job. Like, I'm gonna work it and feed my wife and my kids. And when I'm 60, I'm gonna retire. It's gonna be all good. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. Whereas I feel like now we got a lot more people being like, nah, like if I work this the job, things, they may fire me and I'm <laughs> and I'm a and I'm and I'm SOL. So like, 
I'm trying to work somewhere where I'm happy, where I'm like treated like a human being, like. And I'll figure out how to make like, this happen yeah. long term on my own because right. obviously the thing they told me isn't. The thing they told me ain't work. <laughs> they fucking up the economy. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so I'm gonna go try something different because that ain't it. Like, it's also just like once you kind of get to the point where you're like able to just effectively communicate your intentions with people. It just really helps you move better. Not only with your like significant other, but even just your immediate circle with the people who are like at arm's length from you. Yeah. Just really knowing that like, okay, this is how I like, I've been trying to get in this like position where it's just kind of like, okay, this is how like my life is structured and I'm cool with it. And what you do every now and then is like, you check up and make sure everything is good. Like, I don't know if that's the programmer in me, yeah. But like, I just, I'm, I mean, it makes sense though. Like, you set up an environment where you're like, okay, this is where I function, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's just science on some like, <laughs> you're gonna do some nerd shit. That's just like entropy, right? Like, yeah, entropy is the law of nature that says that like a system breaks down unless you continue to put energy yeah. into it. And that applies to everything. You gotta maintain like, it. Everything falls to chaos. Then that like separates the the universe always expanding and shit. A relationship left <laughs> unchecked just turns to chaos. If you're with someone and all you do is go on dates and fuck and watch TV and like post on Instagram, but like y'all never talk about like life. Life and like your innermost thoughts and like who you are at your core and like your beliefs and your goals. And like make sure that like, oh, we're still as in love with each other is when we decided to start this right now in this very moment yeah and if not let's talk about it and be frank about it and like see what we can do to fix it like if you're not doing that like whatever you're doing is gonna fall apart because you're not putting energy into it yeah and like that's just one way of putting energy into it mind you but it's a key way of putting energy into it yeah it's like the most important part of it it's like putting gas in your car and if you don't want to put energy into it then just stop then just be alone because then you'll you'll save yourself time you'll save yourself some headache and and you'll save a lot of people damage yeah (laughs) (laughs) you'll save astronomical amounts of money in therapy yeah they should diagnose they should find some way to like determine people's risk of like causing emotional harm and like pay them stipends to like stay away from people like hey we know there's money for having a traumatic childhood please use this money to go to therapy <laughs> take this money and get some help man we think and it's all in love it truly it's is all it's in love we like... think you might have had some damage done and we just want to we just want to be proactive yeah and just unpack it yeah. if not if there was no damage it's not even your money and it's, yeah dog it's, a, it's just kind of a matter of like that's one thing that you can take control of too. Yeah. Like your your like your sanity, your kind of like circle, your headspace, like you can like make the decision that like, you know, I we going to sit down and have this conversation in this relationship right. like start jolting, moving forward again. Right. It's going to be slow. It's not going to be like immediate, but like the least we could do right now is like at take least, a step forward. What you know, like what 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 do you what what what, what do you need from me today? Like you right. know, you just do something simple. I don't know, like <laughs> what makes you happy. That's what. <laughs> that's what, that's hella real. Like, Niggas need to go find their love language. But everybody that listens to this hey, need to go find their motherfucking that's big love facts. language. That's bro. like a huge relationship. But everybody key. out there, bro. Go take you don't know what your love language is. You don't know shit about yourself. Just take the little free <laughs> online test and learn your love language. If you don't know your love language, you don't know shit about yourself. You don't, really bro. Move. That little test, be that should be reading the fuck out of you. Just answer it honestly, bro. <laughs> that shit hella crazy. 
yeah. like you know take it and take it in an intervals because i remember I, I saw people talking about how like yeah they took it like you know five years ago and it was one thing and they took it again five years later that's it was cool. totally different because you change as a person like, yeah. just like we were talking about so just like having those updates and like checking in on each other like as you grow is like key to growing together because like you're always making sure it's like you know it's like dreadlocks you gotta retwist your locks man yeah dog maintenance yo bro. you gotta retwist your love locks Rastafari. <laughs> maintenance the key word for the day like maintenance, being in middle bro. school or some shit bro today's word is maintenance, maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, that's hella real. Another thing I would say, a big one, I would say this is a big one for dudes. Another thing we have, I think we have a heavy male listenership. I think. I don't know. I, you look at the stats. I don't know. That doesn't, <laughs> tell, that doesn't tell me gender. There's more dudes here, yo, I look at the podcast. Hey, gang shit though, appreciate it. But shout out all the listeners, male, female, or whatever. All y'all are appreciated. Fuck the binary, bro. Fuck whatever the binary, bro. Like, whatever like you are, bro. Page. You a human being <laughs> and you fucking with this here Nina Talks or if you in space fucking with this here Nina Talks, we love you. Um, but <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about. Relationship <laughs> shit. You had like one more point. Oh, I was going to say for the dudes, pride, man. I feel like a lot of dudes be like hella prideful, like very like insecure and like not sure how to like handle that. So yeah. they overcompensate. I think like it's very important for like men to be vulnerable in relationships. Yeah. Like it's okay to be like, hey babe, like that bothers me because it makes me feel bad about this. Like that's yeah. okay, man. Like it's all right. Like you know what I mean? Niggas always feel like they got to Because what what'll happen is is like it'll probably stop happening. It'll probably yeah, she'll probably just like oh. And then you'll word. just be like, Oh shit, now I'm like cool. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not angry all the time. Wow. Like She she ain't even realize it. Shit. <laughs> Let's enjoy this relationship. She took like, me out to dinner. She felt bad. Shit. Damn. <laughs> Look at that shit. Unexpected. She got on top today. Like, it was, oh, man. It was I a, was relaxing this shit. I was chilling. <laughs> Roll me a joint everything. Roll me a joint. <laughs> I was, wow. Like, high as a kite. Bro, we got to have a survey, bro. Anybody that just be like, hey, let's have a communication session tonight, babe, man. Anybody that have that with their, yeah, uh, man. we got to do a raffle for uh, uh, for a smoker's <laughs> kit, bro. You gonna win you a rolling tray? You gonna win you a rolling tray and some motherfucking papers, bro. Anybody <laughs> that go and have a communication if conversation you sit down with, with your they, I don't even if you single, bro. Go talk to somebody that you, you give a fuck about. If you about. send us a screenshot <laughs> of your five love languages, you will enter a chance to win a raw rolling tray. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we gonna put the details later. That's funny as shit. We I'm gonna put it. the details up. <laughs> shit, fuck it. We said it on the podcast, so you know it's real. <laughs> Be healthy in y'all relationships, man. That's what Nina talks is about, bro. On me. Love man. everyone, your partners included. That was fun. Oh my gosh, this has been an episode, bro. Hell yeah, dog. This has been a fucking episode. <laughs> Woo. Uh, do you want to wrap it up with our album of the week and stuff? Yeah, let's do that. For sure. So um, I think we're going to have like pretty similar picks. So like, I'll take one. You go for one and I'll do whatever you don't do. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going I'm to go with Travis. Cool. I'm going to say Astroworld. Yeah. Ast- that shit is fire. Yeah. That shit is Travis Scott like in his bag. Like, yeah, that man. shit, that shit was made with like venom in mind it's in the in the sense of that nigga was just like nah y'all not gonna play me you know what i mean like i know when he saw birds ain't get that grammy that nigga was hurt but that because hurt birds just, was hard birds was flame so probably because he put nav on it and so i know <laughs> grammy committee was like what preposterous 
<laughs> who is this? But anyway, who is this knave character? <laughs> I'm not quite fond of him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this shit is fucking great. man. This shit was hard as fuck. Stop just trying like, to be God. Like from top to bottom, the transitions like carousel into motherfucking um sicko mode. Sicko bruh. mode. He turned two songs like, into three somehow. Bro, like that nigga was shape shifting with the track list. Like really taking you on a journey. Like Travis has always been cold at sequencing. Yeah. So that you don't get like you don't ever. You're really never get, bored. That's a ride. You're never bored. Astro World for a reason. And Astro World took it to the next level with that. And I think like he just really flexed. Like, yeah, bro. Five percent tent was five percent tent. Like the jump with fucking Juice World and Shaq yeah. West. Like that nigga was going crazy. And like Travis was rapping his ass yeah. off this entire straight bars t- the like, whole thing. Travis no bullshit. Was giving you bars bro yeah. like Travis was cutting up bro that shit was hard as that's fuck, why he was man. so hype about that shit that nigga bro. was getting them bars he deserved that shit off bro like if this don't get a like not to make Grammys the pinnacle of like you know acceptance and achievement in the music industry because they are not by no means but on the flip side it is kind of dope to win a Grammy. I feel like it's kind of like one of those yeah. NBA rings. It's nice. Shit. Like yeah. you can still be a cool hooper and not win a ring, but like when you're talking about greats, you talk yeah. about niggas with the rings. So like I'm trying to get these it's Grammys. like it's like one of those things where like when it first started, a bunch of people didn't have them, and so it was exclusive. yeah. But now that people are kind of over it, it's like you know you still want to get one. Just you still want to like get one just to say you got them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I got one. Like like of course I got one. Of course like, I got duh. one. Like everybody got one. Like. You know what I mean? You can't say you cold if you ain't got one. So, like, I feel like this got to be the one that he get the Grammy for, bro. Or at least get the nomination. Like, you can't leave him off the list with this one. This shit was yeah. hard as fuck. And Travis has consistently like, been putting and this out nigga pulled, music. This nigga was composing because this nigga incorporated hella live musicians. This nigga had yeah. John Mayer and Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder on that bitch. Stevie Wonder on the harmonica. And, like, what? Like, you got to give a Grammy to that. Yeah, that's just straight like composition. That's Bruh, beautiful. That's composition, and he been doing that. But now, like, they, now he got the names. Like, you got yeah. to on it yeah. for a feature. Yeah, that wasn't a sample. He's bro. doing. He's doing one of that those name. like. Yeah, he's doing one of those flexes like Drake. Like you know, bro. I'm gonna just put somebody I'm on flexing. there to that let was, you, you know, know that you know, you know how he knows Stevie Wonder. He performed at Stevie Wonder's nephew's 16th birthday party. That's hard. And he met him there. So they was like, cool, off rip from that. That's hard. And then he was doing an album and he was like, bro, you know it would be hard. Like, could we, could we just hit up Stevie and see if he could fucking like freestyle on like a few songs and just see what we do with it? And his agent was like, yeah, I got you. And Stevie, they said Stevie pulled up at like you know, 11 p.m. Like, What y'all doing there? And just started freestyling on a harmonica. And they was just like, stop trying to be God with the coldest one. So we of just course. like rock with it. And like that's hard as fuck. Like yeah. that's hard as fuck. That's tough with the cutty hum. With the cutty hums and like the mid the minimalist use of Kid Cudi, bro. Just, yeah. just give me the hums. I just want them hums. The mm. fact that people talk about Kid Cudi and he didn't like say a word, bro. Like he was just such. He a was good, just a his hum was just a presence. It was, it was just like a good accent. A soft touch from it was an just angel. A good accent. It's just like, like, it was just like it set the mood. Like yeah. it was just so like warm and just like vibey that just like. Having that be like one of the first things that hits your ear instantly just like puts you in a trance. Yeah. Like it's so like so layered and just like so like spacey. And the harmonica kind of drifts you off. And then the harmonica, like, come on man, like who is giving you that shit over yeah. like slow down trap production? Like, come on man, you gotta give it to the kid, bro. Travis is like Travis is like the greatest fusion of like the flame. 
Kaye's like spirit, Cuddy's spirit, and then just La Flame, just something yeah. else. Like you know, I what wish I, mean? I could remember the so song unique. name, but there was even like one like song where he started rapping. And I was like, this feel like Kanye. it's like the second to last Jones. It's like he like feel that. like Kanye when he rapping on it. Like, yeah, he wild. did. There was one where he hit the hella yay flow, but like bodied that yeah. shit. Like this shit crazy, bro. Um, yeah, mine's gonna be uh, name that genre. Yo, mm-hmm. that shit was um, flames, bro. Anwar dropped uh, Name That Genre. It's on all the streamer services. Uh, everywhere now, um, bro. So go stream that. Give my boy some bread, bro. It's crazy, dog. My dude doing his thing, man. Um, yeah, that shit was definitely a flex. That was. I fucked with. Made him. Okay, so Made him Butler. I swear, bro. Gotta be a motherfucking theme song for an anime. <laughs> or at least something. Man, dog. That shit just. That shit, that shit tough, dog. Nah, that shit hella um, tough. He got Mars. You produced Mars, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mars was hella vibey. I fucked with it. Um, he had uh, Sweet Tooth was probably my standout Sweet song. Sweet Tooth right was now. lit. Sweet Tooth was hella lit. That bro. was uh, my nigga fucking flexing his player shit, bro. Like <laughs> that shit was hella groovy. And why be hitting you with them groovy jumps, bro? That shit was groovy. We got uh Madden and Anwar on In and Out. That shit was tough, man. It was a cold tape. Go check it out. Name that genre. We got like anime Anwar on the cover. <laughs> yeah, that shit. Shout out to I'm not sure who did that graphic, but shout out to them because that is a hella cold graphic. Yeah, dog. That shit was fire, man. Um. And then the last one I'm gonna give a shout out to was Hive Mind by the Internet. Mm. It was on some R and B shit, um, but you know, Internet is just they they always make them wonderful music. Yeah, but they just come through with it. Like uh, they don't really miss. And and you know, it was a it it was another quality Internet tape. You know, um, I was high as shit listening to that shit while I was working <laughs> earlier, and I was just in the zone, bro. Just yeah, yeah. The combination of Sid and Steve Lacey, yeah, for vocals is like really yeah something 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 else. Yeah, dog. So, yeah, those my two. <laughs> for sure. Well, that about wraps us up here on another episode of Nina Talks. Thank you for joining us. Later, we'll y'all. We'll be back next Thursday, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Nina Talks with Darius and Nikita. If you like our podcast, make sure to rate and review on iTunes, or if you're listening on SoundCloud, like and repost. Your feedback means a lot because it helps us discover new listeners and grow our fan base. See you next week.